0: Rabbi good morning, a guten Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kedosh, Parishes Shalach, here in Eretz Yisrael, and Parishes Balo for those of you in Chutzlar, it's uh, this week's podcast, uh, we always try to uh, get Chizik from the Parashah, I think I'd like to start out with a quick story, and then we'll try to see what we can glean also Chizik from the Parashah. I saw Mysa unbelievable. And I think it's a Pesach for us to understand some of the lessons of the parish as well. And there's a Yid that just passed away this week in Ottawa, Canada. His name was Rav Moshe Shimon Kraus. He was born in the, the Hungarian, uh, in Hungary, and he went to the Munkan Cheshiva Chish- uh, as a young child. He was 100 years old when he passed away, and he was a tremendous chazin already in hungary in budapest in in in, in, in uh, he, first he was in siget and then he was in budapest and unfortunately when the war came world war ii came he was sent by the nazis to bergen bells and there he say he was saved because he used to sing and he had a tremendous tenor voice so they used to call him moshe the zinger and the nazis they taught him german songs to sing and they gave him extra food and that kept him alive. This reminded me a little bit of the story of my my son-in-law, Benyamin and Tal, but his grandfather, who was also a Holocaust survivor, was also a chazin, and he always used to say over that the Rabban kept him alive. Um, the Nazis themselves used to make concerts and they used to say, if you'll sing, then you'll stay alive. And the Rabban for some reason, uh Gave this kayak to these So this Moshe Shimon Kraus, he survived the Holocaust and he was able to get to Eretz Israel. And um, he used to sing by chasnas, and he was a very tremendous, had a tremendous voice. And one time, uh, one of the heads of the Israeli army, Yigal Yadin, heard him sing and he decided, oh, he has the uh, he was then the general of, the chief general of, of of the Israeli army uh, Israeli armed forces and he says i want to appoint you to be the first khazan of the Tzavah. he was the first khazan for the Israeli armed forces and he used to sing by the different ceremonies and he used to sing kelmoles and he became a world famous khazan and he had a prolific career both in in antwerp and in south africa and he ended up in, in Ottawa, Canada, also a chazen, and that's where he passed away. Unfortunately, he did not leave any children. And um, they say over that they're asking that people should learn Mishnahis liu and But he used to say over that, uh, you remember the story that took place with him after the war when he met the Kloizenberger Rebbe at some sort of um, place, and he was a little bit embarrassed because he wasn't dressed at that point. He had... He had cut off like all ties with Hasidus. You know, he wanted to forget a, a lot of what happened to him in the horrors of the Holocaust, that this was a way, a defense mechanism for himself. And then the Rebbe, point, Rebbe saw him, and the Rebbe came over to him, and the Rebbe put his hands uh, around his shoulders, and he told the Rebbe, he says, Rebbe, I have to admit that I'm not the way I was. I don't dress to Hasidus Garb, and I give concerts, and it's mixed concerts. And the Rebbe said... The I remember from I remember you from the time you were young, and you always were mezamer so beautifully. I want to ask you should It was Reshchaydes. You should daven Hallel, Davin Shacharis, and And the mice he got up and he started singing, and he started praising Hakadosh Baruch with his beautiful voice. And when they got to Hallel, it seems the Rebbe had a minig. Rebbe. he would not only daven but in the middle of davening he would speak to the Rav his own private words this is a whole shaila halacha but the were yidn like this they would be mafsik and they would speak their own private filas. and when it came to the words in Halil of yasor yisraniko Ko, leinus anani you know the, 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 the psukim is saying that you, there were so many yisurim that surrounded me so he started speaking and he said in this beautiful voice, he says, Rabbi you took my wife, you took my 11 children, but, and that's the Yasor Yisranika, but you didn't allow me to die. You kept me alive. And the purpose why you kept me alive is you're going to open up the the gates, the Sharit Tzedek, and I'm going to give praises to you. And this Went into this chas, he heard the rebbe singing, the rebbe saying it, and it just like it broke him. It just really entered into his heart, and somehow he was able to finish the davening, and he sang. But when he got home, it just was pischli yisharit like it says, says pesach It just opened up his heart, and he returned back to a lot of his, of his minhagim. He was still a shomer shabbosid, I understand, but. He began to, again, redress a little bit with his, um, his, um, his chasidish garb. So um, this is a story, Rabbi, so it just speaks about uh, the tremendous, tremendous uh, nisyanus that you didn't go through. And after all that said and done, look at the Kloyzer look at this Gvaldeke Chazin who suffered and he went through the Holocaust and eventually it was Pischli Jairi Tsedak Avivamadaka. I have to say over on a personal note that last night we were to a chasna, a Zivukshani Chasna, a second marriage for my middle son Yehuda Leib, who got married yesterday in a small affair to his wife Michal. and we the the Masada Kadushim was a Basha Weiss Shlita and I remember when he was standing when he was making the giving over the the to the adem what their duties were. So he said to the Adam, he says, No. He pulled out one of his gartl and he says, No, you have a gartl? These were two like you know Litfisher guys from the mirror. He says, No, we don't have He says, Well, if you don't have a gart like I have, so here you can use your hat. You can use your he didn't say litvisha hat and they use it to make the Kenyan that the Khostan should be first of all we just want to express thanks to for this tremendous simcha that we had for our family, and we want to give a bracha to the young couple uh, that they should, the young couple, the couple that's already, um, they've been married previously, that they should have a lot of Moslem bracha and they should give a lot of, um, they should have the birchas hagefen and it should be for them, and it should be for Ganskla Yisrael. So the parsha, ah, Rabbi said the parsha, the parsha is the parsha of parsha shalach. And over here, we can always tie in what Rashi says in the beginning of the parsha. What's the connection between parsha shlach and parsha the parsha of Miriam to the parsha of the Miraglim. Because Miriam, we know, spoke and hara against Moshe Rabbeinu, and she was punished for that. So the meraglim saw this, and it says, "Ra'u They saw this. And they didn't take Musser. And one of the lessons, primary lesson is they should have let Musser. They should have uh, understood, look what happened to Miriam when, we speak, when you speak against Moshe Rabbeinu. So in the same fashion, they shouldn't have spoken against Eretz Yisrael. And I think in previous years, we, we brought out that we should learn from this that we have to speak positively about Eretz Yisrael, to speak about the good things about Eretz Yisrael. Like I saw brought down from Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld, He always used to quote, You should always see the goodness of Yishalayim, always see the good things. And especially when we take a look at Eretz Yisrael, the schust we have to live in Eretz Yisrael. So the parsha of the Miraglim we find twice in the Torah. What do I mean we find it twice in the Torah? We find it once in this parshah of Parsha Shalach, that is the parsha of Miraglim, But 40 years later, there's another part of the Miraglim when Klisf really, really truly enters into Eretz Yisrael, and over there it speaks about the Miraglim that was sent by Yehoshua Ben Nun. Yeshua was one of the original uh, Miraglim. He ends up sending two Miraglim, and it says the in Yeshua, Anoshim Miraglim He sent two Miraglim. Now the Torah doesn't tell us who those Miraglim are but Chazal tell us that they were one of the originals, Kalev ben Yafuna. and the second one, who was the second Miragel? It was Pinchas, Pinchas ben Loz ben Aaron HaKayim. Yeshua was then leading the tribe, the the, 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 the Yisrael, he couldn't go in as a Miragel, and we know the story how they went into to, to Yericho and how they were able to capture Yericho eventually. So why is it that those Miraglim were successful, and the Miraglim of this week's partnership were not successful? So the Tzfasem says an unbelievable thing. He's b'daykt that the Lush of the Pasuk is, it says, "Miraglim cherish lemar. Cherish means they should be quiet. Now, a normal uh, meragl, a normal spy is always quiet. You know, that's the the, uh, the the finesse of a good uh, uh, spy is to not speak, is to kind of like plant himself as being a member of that community and he doesn't let on that he really is a spy. So what's the chiddush of cheres? So Rashi over here points out it's a Lushan, uh, You should ch- change it to the word instead of cheres. It should be cheres, like with like a sin, and the cheres is that they should act as if they're people who are selling pottery. They're called kli cheres, and that's what they did. They they infiltrated by making themselves as if they're simple people and they're sellers of pottery. So the Svasemis and the Chadush arim they already point out why Dafka pottery, why Dafka I don't want to use the word pat for naught, if you get my drift, but why do we use why was that the lashon? So he says that the de Columbus, we know that all of Kale all in Hilchis Kalim, when a Sheretz touches a Kali, it's Metamedikali, if it touches it Bachutz or it touches it him. Any part of the Kale is considered a Kaylee, and it's a Kali. But by Kricheris you're only mitama ba'avir of the klicheres, only with inside, not on in the outside. And the explanation is brought down is, because all kalim, all vessels, they have a chashivas on their own right. The fact that it's a vessel, there's a beautiful vessel, that gives its chashivas. So even on the outside, if you touch it, you're going to be mitama. But a klicheres is made out of the offer the of, the of the adams, made out of the dirt, the, the, the dirt and the dust of the earth. And, it's not really a pleasant, really pleasant keli. The whole benefit of the keli is that it can receive things, that it has the ability to to, to hold things. So it's really the shemush. The shemush is dafke b'fenim. Only what was inside. That's why it's only mitama the kli betoichoi. And this was really, a rem, is that Yeshua was telling the miraglim that entered into Eretz Yisrael in those days that you should know that you should not be like the Anoshim of the previous Miraglim, where they were, they were Kulam Anoshim, Roshe B'nai Yisrael hema that they thought that they were so haughty, so to speak. The Miraglim, they didn't want to <coughs> really look at the good of Eretz Yisrael because they were afraid that they would lose their positions. They were haughty. They didn't have any, didn't have any Hanover. They didn't have any modesty. But when Yeshua sent in Kolev and Pinchas, he said you should be cheres, you should just do the shlichas, recognize that your whole purpose is just to be the conduit, to be the Klee, that Klai Yisrael should be able to enter into Eretz Yisrael. And that's what they took upon themselves. And this is a lesson for us. When we think about Eretz Yisrael today, and we think about the Meraglim, this week's parsha, and we want to know what's the loch musr. The lakchum musr is to recognize that we are just shluchim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a shlichus, and we fulfill the shlichus, we shouldn't look at it with our own how our, our, our eyes look at it, but we should look at it through the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu really want for me? You know, there was a great yid that we spoke about last week, who passed away over 100 years old, Yom Gershon Edelstein, Zecher And Rav Gershon really depicted this tremendous insight from the Sfar He was like a Klicharis. He made himself like he's nothing. His anava was beyond. Like we said last week from the Chazanish, that he had one chesorin, that a Talmud Chochem has to have a shminish of a shminish of gaiva. He didn't have it. He was just interested in giving shiurim to the Talmudim, what would work for the Talmudim. And he carried himself with such a modest thing when it came the time for him to stand up to be the God of Klai that was the first time that people really noticed him. The rest of the time, he would go to meetings of the Me'etzis and he would just be quiet. And this is a lesson. The lesson is that he took Musser. And over here they say over oh, amazing thing. One of the lessons that he would constantly, constantly repeat was that one should learn Musser. And he said, I said it over the last week, even if a person can learn Musr even for five minutes a day, it's G'day. And he himself pointed out, he says, I constantly speak about the same thing. He said over hundreds and hundreds of times, <coughs> and he says, it, it could be people will look at me and will say like, I, he didn't say these words, but like, you know, he's only got one one line to say, a person should learn Musr. He says, first you have to know that the, the base of Midas was destroyed because of Midas rose, because of bad Midas, that's what it is speaking Lashon and is Bad Midas. Kiva Bad Midas. Without learning Musr, a person cannot be this It's Kadai for me to speak about this hundreds and hundreds of times. Maybe there'll be one person that will take upon himself the mitzvah of learning Musr every day. And it'll be worthwhile. So he had this mantra. The mantra was everyone should do their best to learn Musr. And he himself was Makaiamit. Now said this is such a given lesson for us. We take a look at the world today, and uh, I have to tell you that um, the the we take a look at you know what's going on, and we have to analyze things. The world is shaking. Russia blew up this dam in the Ukraine, where they say maybe they never know how many people died. It's just complete, complete disregard for for human life. In New York City, there's fires that are coming down from Canada, and they say that people have a hard time breathing, and it's it's like an amazing thing. Like people don't recognize that everything is all tied in together. And in Eretz Yisrael, we have the tremendous um, protest against the government. All of this is taking place, and what do we what do we say? What we say is one thing, Torah, Muser making ourselves into better people. Think about it. There were two Yidden that came to America this week in their mid-90s. One of them, Reb Landau, Shlita, the Rosh Hashiva of slabatki Yeshiva, traveled in order to give Chizuk to the Adire Torah, to the Talmudim of Lakewood that is sitting and learning Torah. Over 25,000 people entered into the, uh, a stadium, uh, an indoor stadium, and they were given, the whole reason was a Torah. And the son-in-law of Rav Shach, Rav Tzvi Bergman, who was also came, and when he landed, they found out that his seventy-year-old son had passed away, and it was a whole Shiloh. He had to sit shiva. Could he go to the? Could he go to the convention? And he ended up going. And you know what he said there? Besides giving different and different chizuk, he spoke a few lines in English. He asked to write it down for him because he felt the pain. Of the suffering, of the shidduch crisis, of especially the girls that were having difficult times in finding shidduchim, and he gave over an etzah, and the etzah was from his reb, from his, from this shver, Rav Shach, that Rav Shach used to say that a person should bench from a bencher, from a sitter, and say the words inside, and if you do that, it's a skula, and he gave a bracha that he hopes that there should be a skula that the parents and the children should say, um, should say birchas mazan from, from a bencher. Rabbi Zayi, this is the parasha. The parasha is replete with messages about how we should take musr. And the taking of the musr is how we apply the lessons of Chazal. So we don't have any questions. When we th- see things happening in the world, we recognize the rabbonishim is just trying to teach us musr. He's trying to do Pesach Shomachat, open up your hearts the size, the eye of a needle, and the Rabbi Neshelolam will, um, the Rabbi will give you the siyat and to be able to uh, have everything that you need. There's a remembrance that someone saw in Parsha's Baal we just want to mention it. Reb Gershin passed away. His name was Yerachmiel Gershin ben Svi Yehuda, and he passed away on Yud Sivan, Tav Shin Pei Gimel. Exactly 10 days ago, Rabbi Zayn. The gematria of Yerachmiel Gershon Ben Tzvi Yehuda Yud Sivan Tav Shin Pei Gimel is 1,967. I didn't actually count it up myself, but anyone that wants to, to to tackle it, you're welcome to tackle it. There's a pasuk of Parsha Shba It says, Vuhurad HaMishkon V'Nasu B'nei Gershon U'B'nei Merori speaking about B'nei Gershon. Interesting. B'nei Gershon. Merori Yerachmiel Vuhurad Hamishkan, the Mishkin was taken and it was it was carried by the Bnei and the Bnei Mirari. Guess how much that gematria is, that, that Pusuk, 1,967. Uh, I don't know, you know, 1967 is that number of those two things. But I just remember that the 1967 war just brought out, 1967 war, where there were a lot of miracles that took place. We don't know what we have in store for us. Trump is going to trial this week and... You could be pro, you could be anti, but we see the world is shaking. Here in Eretz Yisrael, there are things that are going on. So what do we know? We know one thing. Moshe Rabbeinu davens for Yeshua, ko He should be saved. Why should he be saved? Because Moshe Rabbeinu knew that Yeshua was the Onav Mikol Adam. That's what the Lashon of the Targum is. And when he saw that, he was afraid that, Moshe, that Yeshua's Anava would not allow him to really be able to fight against the Miraglim. He needed special, special prayers. So we see it's about Midas, on one hand, to have Anava, on the other hand, to know when a person has to be to raise himself up. And when we see that Yidin flew all across America, excuse me, all the way to America, in order to give Chizuk, to give cover to the Torah, and they took you out from their precious time and their, from their precious bodies. So what we have to say is, we should learn from these great people. We should learn from the Chazonim who went through Bergen Bells and they heard the words of the Kloizenberg Rebbe. We should hear from the lessons of Reb Gershon. We should see that the Mishkan is being carried even in our day. And in this Parshish Shalach, we connect it to Parshish Baal We are the ones that learn Musr. And we are the ones that see the goodness in Eretz Yisrael. We want to wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos. And Mirz Hashem, we should be Zoicha. Through this Shabbos, Parsha Shalach and Parshish Baloishcha for those in Chutzlorach, we should be Zoicha to be able to enter into Eretz Yisrael to see the good of Eretz Yisrael. And the Rabbanah Shalom should bring the Gula Shalim and Meher of Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.